Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. And now here's your host of this podcast, me, Shane Lakita. Okay, guys, so here we are. We're starting off another episode, another journey into our journeys, another conversation that we have with our journeys and really just trying to get out there and make things happen and do the things that are necessary for us to be successful moving forward. So if you're joining for the first time, welcome aboard. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shane on 1973. As the introduction said, I'm your host, Shane Lakita, and I'm a guy that's been through all the things that you're going through, a lot of them anyway, when it comes to health and weight loss and journeys and all that good stuff, where I at one time lost 105 pounds to this weight loss journey, still wasn't at goal of where I needed to be. But I was able to lose that weight through mindfulness and making sure that I was in the right frame of mind and the right things that we were trying to be able to accomplish and all that stuff. So I've been down this journey. I've been through it many times, just like any of you other other folks that are on the, the podcast or listening right now have been down with me. And we've been through it together, right? Some of us have been on this podcast. Some of you have been here with me for a long period of time, right since the beginning of the podcast or right since the beginning of No Finish Line Nation. And some of you are newcomers. So if you're a newcomer, welcome aboard. Share it with your family and friends. Share it at your meetings. Share it at the different people you're talking to. Anybody that needs encouragement or positive reinforcement in this journey where we're just trying to be the best version of ourselves, invite them in to join in. Bring them on board. I'm here. I'm ready to take them on. What, speaking of that, though, I did want to uh, just really lean in and celebrate a little bit. Because it's not that often that I can celebrate in some things with the podcast because it is a labor of love. It doesn't doesn't pay money. It doesn't do any of that kind of stuff. And it's something that I do to make sure that I keep my mind straight and narrow. There are a few people that do give to the podcast through our patron program that we actually have here, which I'm so appreciative of. I have like nine patrons on there, and they donate each month just a little bit, a little sliver of amount of cash to be able to help to fund the podcast itself for whatever venture we're going in, whether it's microphones, new stuff, or whatever. So first of all, thank you so much to those. But anybody else that's out there knows that this is a labor of love. And this past week or so, we went over 141,000, or actually 140,000 was the big Hoorah, but we're already up to 141,000 downloads. Now, let me explain something about downloads and all the other stuff, okay? Before we get into the podcast, downloads are really important to anybody that does podcasts. Anybody that does this, plays in this space, downloads is where a person goes in, subscribes to your podcast, or hits the download button, loads it up to their phone, loads it up to their tablet, and does whatever, and they're able to access it later, or they're accessing it while they're at the gym, or on their run, or in the office, or in the car, driving long distances. So when somebody chooses to download your podcast, that means somebody made a conscious choice of doing that. And so for a podcaster, when you really think about it, I know that a lot of your big, huge podcasts like Serial and some of the other big ones, Joe Rogan's, and some other ones that are out there that, that have millions and millions and millions of downloads, those are monetary values, right? So they have a lot of sponsorships. They have a lot of stuff. For, for a small podcaster like me, anytime somebody chooses to go in and download the podcast itself, especially when you're not charging for the podcast, it is just something that is really amazing to me. And it's really heartwarming to me. So I know that 140,000 times somebody has downloaded my podcast. Now, when you subscribe, it automatically downloads whenever you go in to listen to it the next time around. You get the little alert on your phone or your tablet. 
and it goes into it, and you can actually see whatever the next podcast is or if there was a new one that was released or whatever it is, and you have the ability to be able to download it to your phone. Now think about that. Here I am, a guy up in Scarborough, Maine, originally grew up in Massachusetts, weighed out at the top end of 370 pounds, lost a lot of weight, and then gained a little bit back, and I'm still on the journey, and I'm still trying to be able to fight one day at a time and continue to be the best version of me through the right mindset, through volunteering, through all the different stuff, and living my richest, most fulfilling life that I can. I'm just like anybody else is, and here I am getting onto a microphone. I talk to you guys, and I have all these different responses. I have people that send me emails. I have people that send me messages. I have people that Facebook message me. I have all these different directions that people go in that are inspired by my story or inspired by what I say. Now, that's humbling, but it also comes with a lot of weight, right? A lot of weight where you have to come to the table with some content. You got to come to the table with things that matter for people because people are looking for help. They're looking for assistance. They're looking for encouragement and all those things. So if I can fulfill that that void in someone's life or that void that someone's looking for in the form of a podcast where we can get together and we can just discuss stuff, that's pretty amazing to me. And the power of the internet and power of podcasting and power of all this stuff is something that blows me away every single day because I think to myself, I can reach 141,000 different units that are out there of different people that are subscribed to my podcast, that have gone in to leave feedback in iTunes and other avenues, that have sent me messages. It just really gives me the incentive to keep on moving forward and do the right thing. So now I'm going to hop off my soapbox because I don't necessarily like to celebrate myself, but it is a pretty big deal for the podcast itself to hit the 140,000 mark. And the 150,000 mark, when we hit that, is going to be something else to celebrate. Because those are major milestones. Every 10,000 downloads that I can see happening on my uh, on my podcast itself, I update it on my Instagram. You could see it right on the profile. I update the number on there every time that I hit the next milestone. Or actually daily, just about, I go in and I check the number of downloads. And I'll go on and update that number. So you can keep track with me if you want to. Just logging into my Instagram page, at LiquidChano1973. And you could see it right there. Okay, Friend me. We can become Instagram friends, and then we can uh, you know, share things back and forth that way to also through photo forms and whatever else. But And it's other ways that I give updates about the podcast itself. Okay, so now let's get into this podcast. Okay, let's get into this one here. It was interesting because I was having a conversation with somebody, and we were talking about the weight loss journey. We were talking about the struggles that we go through, all the things that we go through with relapses, of trying to be able to push forward to be the best physical version of ourselves, the best mental version of ourselves, the best everything that we can do, professional version of ourselves, and whatever it is that we're working on, we always want to work and strive to be the best. And I was having a conversation with somebody. I I had a conversation asking them what works best for you because this is a friend of mine that's been through a lot in his life, but he also is in real good shape. He's always working out and all that stuff. And he mentioned something to me, and he said to me, what works for me is that I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. I'm an all or nothing kind of person where I put everything I've got into it and and I have to do it that way because I can't just go mediocre. I can't go middle of the road. I can't go gray area. I can't go a little bit or or even just a lot. I need to go all in. Now, I, I got to thinking about this and you know we had this conversation and I totally got it. I totally understood what he was saying and I said, that's pretty amazing that you already know that that's the framework of what you work with. You You're an all-in kind of guy, so everything that you do has to be all or nothing. 
So you've got to be able to do it. Now, my the, the part that gets my brain going here is I feel like I'm an all-in kind of guy when it comes to the bad situations. <laughs> so for me, I sprinkle in workouts. I sprinkle in weight loss or weightlifting routines. I sprinkle in little things here and there, maybe some walking and some running. But I'm never really all-in 100%, right? I, I, I do it enough that I can keep myself active. I get myself moving the right direction, get the weight going the right direction if I'm gaining a little bit or whatever, and just try to be able to make sure that I can stay moving and stay active and do those kind of things. But my all-in mentality is if I go at late at night or if I'm into my nighttime snacking routine and I go downstairs and I'm stressed out about bills, stressed out about money, stressed out about life, stressed out about whatever, and I go down in the kitchen and I open up the fridge and I see snacks in there, and I, and, and I look at it, and maybe there's five of the same snack that's in there. And I think to myself, I could just eat one little snack and be good to go with it. But instead, I go from one snack to two, then two to three, then three to four, close the fridge, go sit down, watch a little bit of TV, then go back and get the fifth, and then come back down and watch TV again until they're all gone. So that's an all-in mentality when it comes to the bad things. Now, why are we wired this way? What's the reason that we have to go all in whatever direction that it, that's there? I know there are some trains of thought that addiction causes a lot of those kind of things. So if you're addicted to food, it's something that is a comfort. It's something that is there for you to be able to satiate any kind of stress that you're having or whatever else. And we, we tie back any kind of stresses we're having in our life to whatever it is that we're eating. So if we're eating poorly or we're eating an exorbitant amount of food or whatever, we tie that back to the stress that we're going through. And we don't think about it. We think to ourselves, how do I uh, you know, overcome this, this pressure that I'm under or overcome this pain and suffering that I'm in? And some people that are addicted to food do that. So just like smoking or just like alcohol or just like drugs or anything that anybody can be addicted to, it causes you to, it takes you away from whatever is going on in your life. And it kind of gives you that comfort, even though it may only be temporary and it may be short lived, but it's a comfort that you go through. So when you get into this space, a lot of times some people say that the addictive side or of our brain, whatever portion that it is, causes us to go down the road of, of overdoing things. And we tie back things that are comfortable for us or safe spots or safe places to be something that's going to cause us or, or give us the tools for us to be able to get through whatever it is that we have to get through. Now, none of that is really true. I mean, to be honest with you, by me eating a Twinkie or a Ho-Ho or a Ring Ding, is that really going to give me better coping skills? Is that really going to help me get through whatever stressful situation that I'm in? Is it really going to give me the tools and resources to be able to move forward and be able to deal with the stress that's been sent my way? Probably not, right? I mean, no, it isn't. But at that moment in time, our brain goes, this is what you need to do. And this is how you need to be successful. So on one hand, I look at it and I say, how am I in a place where I can almost justify eating that Twinkie, that Ho-Ho, that Ring Ding, or that Boston Cream Pie or whatever, just because I'm stressed out, just because I've got stuff going on? Well, no, not really. But that's my all-in mentality. So on the other end, you have some people that are all in mentality when it comes to exercise. Now, I have many friends that way. My own wife is that way at times when it comes to steps and miles and things like that. 
So what happens is we get in this mentality where maybe you're in a competition. You got your Fitbit. You got your Apple Watch. You got whatever. You got steps competition going on. You got your rings competition going on. You're in competition with other people. Everybody's challenging you. You're trying to be able to get to the top of it. And you're shooting for the most. And you keep on driving. You keep on driving. If you're not there, you got to keep on going. And you got to step up. And you got to stand up. And you got to do your steps and do all this stuff. I've been down this road. That's the reason why I'm talking about it. Because I know those things. And I was part of a group called the Lip Smackers. And when we were doing it, we would challenge each other, which is a good thing. You want to challenge each other. But on one hand, I almost felt like it was unhealthy for me because I wasn't, I'm not wired to go 100,000 steps. <laughs> I'm not wired to go 75,000 steps. I think the most I got to was like 75,000. But some of the people that were in the group with me were over 100,000. It, it was just insane for the amount of time that was there. So we would put these challenges out to each other and we would do it. And then that all or nothing mentality kicked in where I was like, I need to be the best and I need to keep on moving forward. I wasn't necessarily challenging myself a lot of times. I was challenging other people. I was looking at other people's results and making sure that I have to go all in until I beat those other people's results and I can't stop until I get there. Now here's the question. With all that being said, when it comes to steps, miles, weight loss, any of those things, whether it comes to exercise or whether it comes to eating, whether it comes to alcohol, whether all these things that we go all in, all or nothing mentality, is it really sustainable to be able to go all in? That was the question that I had for this guy that we were talking about how he's all in or nothing when it comes to exercise. I said, is it something that you can imagine 10 years from now that you're still going to be it's all or nothing mentality? Or will you burn out? That's really the question because I need to do something in my life that is sustainable. I need to do something in my life that I know that tomorrow I'm going to want to do just as much as I did today, but I'm not going to burn myself out after doing it for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks. There was one given time when I was losing weight heavy up in, up in Bangor, Maine, when I was up in the northern part of the state. I was up there, and I would, I would, I would walk 7, 8, 9, 10 miles, just in no, 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 not even shaking a stick at it. And I would just walk, and I would walk, and I would walk, no matter what. No matter if there was dinners, no matter if there was anything going on in my life, no matter if there was something to go to my son's, whatever, I made sure that I had to get my steps in, I had to get my miles in. No matter what, I was all in. That was the way it went. Now, I know I burnt out. I got to a point where I was like, okay, I don't I don't I can't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. I I can't see myself being all in all the time. I can't. We need breaks. We need mental breaks. We need moments that our bodies can rest. We need to be able to heal some. All these things. And sometimes to be honest with you, and this is just the personal part of my journey, I was sharing with my mother the other day, as many of you know, my father passed just a few months back. And what I've been doing is I've been noticing that I've been filling the void of my father passing with all kinds of stuff for me to do to keep me busy. So the all-in mentality is is I've just been staying busy and staying busy and staying busy to kind of maybe forget about the pain and suffering that I was going through with the fact that my father isn't here anymore and he's not going to be around for the holidays, right? So I avoid that thought process by making sure that I fill it with noise and I fill it with stuff. So all in is is the fact that I need to make sure that I stay busy, stay busy, stay busy, instead of just stopping in the moment and breathing a little bit, grieving a little bit, and going through the things that I have to go through. 
You know, our life is going to go on no matter what. So if we're all in on everything that we're trying to do, sometimes we're avoiding situations. Sometimes we're making sure that I have to be all in because if I stop, I'm going to get fat. Or if I stop, I'm going to be unhealthy. If I stop, my heart's not going to be as healthy as it needs to be. Or whatever it is that we're telling ourselves, we just keep going and we keep on trying to drive and drive and drive. And mind you, listen, I'm not bagging on anybody out there that feels that that's the way that they need to be. I hope you understand that. This is a good friend of mine that I was talking to about it, and he is successful at what he does. He's an Ironman. He's a triathlete. He does all this stuff, but that's his that's his saving grace. He eats healthy. He works out all the time, and he's going to be a personal trainer, and he's doing all kinds of stuff like that, right? But that's sustainable for him, but it's not sustainable for me. I try to tell myself that I need to be that sustainable. I try to tell myself that I need to walk 10 miles a day. I try to tell myself that I that I need to go down and, and lift crazy weights at the gym every single night and keep on pushing, pushing, pushing all the time, never taking a mental break or anything. I, I, I try to tell myself that. I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me. I've got to make sure I do that. And, and, and for any given time, I can do that. I can keep pushing forward. I can feel like I'm established. I can feel like I'm accomplishing stuff. I feel like I'm pushing forward. I'm good to go. But then when I hit that wall of, man, are are you getting any excitement out of this? Are you getting any kind of joy out of what you're doing? Because if you're not, you got to really evaluate if that's long-term for you. Because setting realistic goals is one of the quickest and easiest things that we can do for ourselves to set ourselves up for success. If anybody's in business or anybody's in any kind of strategic courses that somebody might have taken or if you're if you're a business owner itself, you want to be able to set smart goals for yourself, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time sensitive. So attainable goals are not something that you can't sustain for the rest of your life. It's not – this is just me now, right? This is my mentality. Now, mind you, could I be better than what I am? Absolutely. Could I move more? 100%. Could I do something that I can incorporate into making it a lifestyle change for myself that I know that I can do into my 50s and into my 60s? Is this something that I can continue to push forward? Because guess what, guys? Health doesn't go away. We're, we're, we're on this earth for a long time. And we have, to, we have to give ourselves something that we can't just keep on taking 15 steps forward and then 20 steps back. Anybody that's on this podcast, I can almost guarantee you, has been on the ups and downs of weight loss, ups and down of health, ups and down at the doctors, or whatever it is, if you're listening to the podcast, because you're a human being, you probably have been through that. You've literally said to yourself, how do I continue to lose some weight, feel good about where I'm at, and I keep on pushing forward. I see personal trainers. I'm doing all this different stuff. And then when I hit the wall or when I lose weight, how about all the people that actually lose the weight, hit the goal, and get to where they want to get to, and then all of a sudden they start putting the weight back on quicker, double the speed than what they did when they were taking it off. And then your psyche starts to kick in and your brain starts to fail. And then you start to look at yourself going, man, I'm just the worst in the world. I'm a failure. All these different things you start telling yourself. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it's all because you set yourself up for failure and you didn't give yourself sustainable, obtainable goals because you were so all in that it burned you out. 
and my and my wife is a runner, right? She's a runner. She runs half marathons. She's training for a full. She's doing all this different stuff that she does. And even she tells me when she gets in those Fitbit challenges and she would get on there with about 10 other people and they would all be challenging each other and they would all be going through the Fitbit challenge and going through their steps. And she'd be so fixated on it that she started getting headaches. <laughs> she started getting headaches because she was stressed out about the fact that her steps weren't where they needed to be up near the top and near the second and whatever else. And she realized that it's not sustainable for her. She can't do that to be sustainable. She needs to do something that's going to make her feel good, give her that euphoric feeling of the run or getting the exercise or getting the heavy breathing and doing the things that she needs to do. But she needs to do it in a sustainable, long-term way. Now, I'm not saying not to be all in, okay? I hope you guys don't think that. What I am saying is, is do what's right for you and start to make your plan for that long-term growth. If you set, if you wrote down what your goals are, you're sitting there saying, I want to lose 100 pounds. Is it realistic to say that I want to lose 100 pounds in a week? No, right? I mean, come on, right? So is it realistic to say that I want to run 10 miles a day every day for the rest of my life? Probably not, unless you're wired that way. I mean, unless that works for you. So what you need to do is you need to right-size your goals, right-size your actions. Give yourself goals about things that you want to do. So let's just say, for instance, I'm going to give you an example, okay? All I'm going to do is I'm going to spitfire here real quick, okay, while I'm on the microphone here. So here we are. You Maybe you want to get an exercise program put into place, okay? You want to lift on certain days. You want to, you want to be able to lift your chest and your back on certain days, and you want to lift your legs and your buys and then your tries and whatever else, and you've got all this stuff worked out where you're going to be doing these workouts. Now, on a normal workout plan, you usually see like on a Monday, you work one part of the body, then you take a day off, maybe do some cardio the next day, and then on a Wednesday, you do the next set of muscles or whatever you want to be able to work on, then you take the next day off and you do some cardio, and then the next day you do another part of the body, right? So there's a mentality behind that. There is a structure that's built around that because your body needs time to heal. And your body needs that middle phase to be able to continue to grow, to heal itself, to the muscles to be able to get to where they need to. And there's a strategy behind it. There's a realistic goal that's being set out to be in the fact of if you want good muscles, you you can't fluidly go or honestly take the approach of I'm going to lift every single day the same body parts every day for an hour long and think that I'm going to be able to grow the muscles, get lean muscles or whatever, and then ever give my muscles a chance to recover. So if muscles are that way, and you've got to give yourself the muscle memory and the muscle recovery time frame, so does your mind, and so does everything else. So your goal setting needs to be around, set a calendar for yourself, okay? This is what I do. I I have a calendar from Monday to Friday. My Monday to Friday starts off with when my workouts are, what days they are, what times they are. My, my Monday through Friday also consists of what my meals might look like. If I'm going to eat out a certain day, I've got a plan around when that evening out is going to be. When I go to lunch, it's going to be at a certain time, whatever else. And I'm, I'm able to map most of that out. Another thing that goes on my calendar is my work schedule. So if I'm working on a certain day at a certain time or if I'm on the road or whatever it is, I put it in my calendar. Everything's in my calendar. So that way I can take a look at things like a workout regimen and I can make it work within the lifestyle that I'm living. 
So if I know that I want to get three days of workout a week and I know that that's healthy, then that's good. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get three days worth of workout. I'm not going to be so fixated on the fact that if I don't get my seven days a week or five days a week or whatever it is that I know that in my mind is not sustainable for my lifestyle, for my work, for all that stuff, then I can't get there. At the end of the day, even if you're doing any workouts a week, to be quite honest with you, it's healthy. Don't sell yourself short if you only get two to three workouts a weekend or one workout a week. Or if you're just concentrating on small steps of going down to the mailbox 100 feet, maybe even stuck in the house for so long because you've been overweight and you want to be able to go to get the mail. And that's what you wanted to do without your knees hurting or your legs hurting or whatever. And you want to be able to go through that and get there. So you take incremental amounts. This doesn't have to be a marathon. You don't have to go out and run to the mailbox and come all the way back to feel like you've been successful. It's small, incremental gains of getting there. But we get so fixated on whatever it is our goal is and getting there as fast as we can, and we push forward all the time in this instant gratification society that we live in that at the end of the day, we burn ourselves out because we're not getting to where we want it to be. And here's the other end of it, okay? After thinking about all that, as you could see, my mind was going all different directions. After thinking about all that, maybe you do go all in. And maybe you are in this place where you go and you fight like hell and you you eat right and you're doing everything you got to do and you're all in and you're all in. No snacks, no nothing. Calories are at a certain level. Fats at a certain level. Proteins at a certain level. You're, you're balling. You're doing everything you got to do to be able to get to where you have to get to. And you're fighting like hell to get there, right? And then you get to your goal. You get to your goal. You wanted to lose 70 pounds, you lost 72, and you feel like a freaking champion, right? And then what happens? What do I do now? All this whole time I've been focused and concentrating on weight loss, and I've been all in about weight loss. What do I have to go all in with now? I, I don't know. Maintaining? How do I go all in with maintaining? What do I do? How do I, how do, I do this? If I want to maintain weight loss, I don't, I'm not in the weight loss mode anymore. I'm not trying to drop weight. I'm trying to keep it at a certain level. Wait, what, what am I doing here? How do I do this? Right? So that all-in mentality causes issues later on also. Instead of going, how do I gradually get to where I need to get to to lose weight at an incremental place where they say it's safe to lose one to two pounds a week if you are in a loss, weight loss mode, and then you figure out how do I do this after I lose the weight that I have to lose? What does maintenance look like for me? Where am I at in the place where I can now maintain that weight loss that I just did? Know what happens nine times out of 10 when we hit that goal, I being one to say that I speak from experience, when we hit that goal, we then start to eat things that we probably shouldn't and then we dive into because it's not sustainable to never ever go down the road of not having something that you can be pleasured by from food-wise or not have the ability to be able to ever cheat or go down the road of doing anything whatsoever that steps outside of the confines of whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. That lifestyle doesn't, it's not sustainable for me. I can't do it. And I've learned that from my previous experiences. Maybe you're in the same boat. Maybe you're not. Maybe I'm talking right out of my butt, right? I mean, we think about it. Maybe that's what's happening right now. But at the end of the day, I got to do what's right for me. And when we had this great dialogue to tie it all back, when I was having this conversation with my friend and he said, I'm all in, I've got that all in mentality. He didn't judge me for not being an all in kind of guy when it comes to losing weight and eating healthy. What he said to me is, key word here, 
is he said, you have to do what works for you. You have to do what is right for your mentality and where you're at in this journey. If you're a person that needs to set yourself up for success for long-term sustainability, that's what you should work on, guys. If you're not an all-in person and you're not an all-or-nothing person and you think you are and you're going to try it and then maybe you've fallen down a couple times, maybe you skin your knee, maybe you like do you burnt out or whatever, so now learn from your previous experiences. Take a look at where your journey's gone. Take a look at what you've done so far in this journey and learn from what you've done in the past. Has it worked that you have to be all in? Has it worked that you have to restrict all of the foods that you want to eat or enjoy? Has it worked that all the things that you that you love in life you can't experience because you're restrictive in the things that you want to be able to do? If, if it hasn't worked in the past, why continue to go down the road of doing it again and again and again? Learn from your previous experience, set yourself up for success, and make a plan. Make a plan based on what you've learned. Make a plan based on what your behaviors have been and what your mentality has been in the past. If all in or all or nothing mentality doesn't work for you, because it's failed you in the past, make that part of your plan. I can't be all in. I need a Twinkie every once in a while. I need a day off every once in a while. I need to not get 10,000 steps in a day every once in a while. I need to have some family time every once in a while because I need it for a mental check, right? All these things that we know we need to do, we know it needs to be part of our journeys, you gotta right-size it and document it and write it down. Put it in your calendar. Make it a part of your calendar. If it's a rest day, truly rest, guys. Don't think of it as being the fact that if it's a rest day, you're going to feel guilty, so I got to get some steps in, or I got to do some planks, or I got to do these things. You don't have to do any of that. What you have to do is you have to maintain a lifestyle that's going to be sustainable for you. Don't feel one day is a failure. I think somebody said it recently. We were heading into the holidays, and they said, Thanksgiving, Christmas Day, And New Year's are days that a lot of people will cheat on their meals, right? They'll eat a lot of foods. They'll eat hams, turkeys, whatever else. They'll drink some champagne, maybe some cocktails, some beverages, all those things. But that's three days out of about 45 days during the holiday season. But people take it as being such a failure when they they cheat on those days. that They're like, oh, man, now i got to really take the New Year to make up for what it was. That's three days, guys. Three days out of 45. But we don't look at it like that. We look at it as being... Oh my gosh, I can't believe I made those kind of decisions. I cannot believe that I went down the road of making poor decisions and doing the things that I do. I'm right back to square one. No, you're not. You're not right back to square one. Learn from what you've done. Learn from the years past. Learn from what you've done that's been sustainable and keep on moving on. Every day is a new day. So if you blew up on Christmas or you blew up on Thanksgiving, you had all kinds of turkey, stuffing, and potatoes. So what what makes the 29th of November? Black Friday, get out, get some exercise, get some steps, eat some healthy stuff, maybe have a cup of coffee or a little bit of hot chocolate or whatever, and get back on track. That's sustainability to me. That's longevity. That's still incorporating life's pleasures to be able to continue to move forward, just mindful enough that I know that I can break free from it and I'm not going to have it as a trigger to slide, right? I hope that that makes sense to you guys because it made a lot of sense to me as I was driving back with my three hours on the road after my conversation with this person about all or nothing mentality. Let me know your thoughts, guys. Leave some comments. 
put some uh, feedback into the iTunes, send me a message on either Facebook Messenger, on Instagram Messenger or whatever, and let me know what your thoughts are around this podcast. Let me know what your thoughts are around all or nothing mentality. I want to gain some insight onto what everybody else, if I'm just a lone wolf in this whole thing, where I'm talking about learning from where you're at and living a lifestyle that I know that I can still sustain with good things and things that I enjoy and those kind of things and still keep pushing forward, let's really, really lean in and let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know where you're at, okay? Have a great day, everybody. This is the second one of the podcast for the month of December. I know I set goals that I wanted to do four or five for the month of December. So this is number two. I felt like it was important to talk to you guys a lot about, and I wanted to be able to get this message out there, okay? We'll talk soon, and we'll be seeing you all around the social media platforms. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973 podcast. You can also find us on all other social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook just by looking up Liquid Shano 1973. If you get a chance, hop on over to iTunes, scroll all the way to the bottom, and leave some feedback about our podcast because we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.